We all get uncomfortable with change, but change is always happening, whether we like it or not. And it's also not only a part of life, but it's a sign of life. You know, and it's like, I, I, I just read something that was so brilliant. It's like, you, you look at nature, nature changes, nature doesn't question why it's changing, it just changes. It just changes as it needs to, to adapt, to align, to live, to grow, to expand, to be more. It's all it's doing. And if we can just look to nature and go, that's what I need to do. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friend. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling blah? Maybe you're feeling stuck in a well-worn rut and frustrated that you never seem to be able to change. Now, at this point, you might be wondering, what the heck, Yvonne? What's with all this talk about my feelings? Well, here's the thing. I want you to feel good. I want you to know that you have a choice in the matter. I want you to get off the self-improvement hamster wheel and realize that you are enough already. So today I'm talking to Julie Scott. Julie is a self-expansion guide, speaker, and author. Her mission is to help mature women prioritize their needs and gain confidence so that they can stop worrying about being enough and just start living life. You see, after years of struggling with body image herself and people-pleasing and overgiving, Julie learned to uncover the beliefs and patterns that were holding her back. And in doing so, she turned her life around and is now more confident than ever. And now she's all about helping her clients feel good about themselves in mind, body, and spirit. And I, I can't wait for you to meet her. But before we do... I want to take a minute to tell you about a project I'm working on that is near and dear to my heart because I think it's going to make a huge difference in your life. You can consider this your official invitation to Midlife Uprising. It's a free online event that I'm hosting from May 11th to May 13th for women who are ready to make waves instead of fading away as they age. I'm bringing together more than 30 speakers to offer strategies, tips, and advice over a number of topics to help you get past feeling stuck so you can step into your next chapter with purpose and excitement. And so I want you to stop what you're doing for a second. Go ahead, stop. If you're driving, pull over. <laughs> anyway, or go back to this. But anyway, put this on your calendar and save the dates. Again, it's May 11th to May 13th. Carve out a little bit of time in your busy schedule to explore what's next in your life. I'm going to be posting more information soon on where to go and how you can sign up and all those things. So keep checking in here or be sure to sign up for my email list and follow me on Instagram for more details as we get closer. I am so stinking excited. Okay, without further ado, here's Julie Scott. Let's go. 
Hey, Julie, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, Yvonne, thank you so much. That's an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, thanks. It's so, it's so nice. We actually have already been chit-chatting uh, and here we go, getting getting started with the, the actual conversation. Um, so I always like to say how I met people and actually Crystal Fox, who I know, I'm always going to say this, it always happens through Clubhouse. <laughs> Because it seems like that's where I meet everybody these days. Uh, Love Crystal. And she was like, you need to meet Julie. Thank you for reaching out. I'm so glad we're making it happen. Yeah, Crystal has actually uh, introduced me to quite a few people. And I'm very thankful for that. She's got a great podcast too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Man, oh man. Well, let's see. Where do we start, Julie? It's about time, baby Julie. Yeah, isn't that a great name? That came it to me is. in the steam room, and it came to me in a steam room, <laughs> the gym, the name of my business. It's about time, baby. I actually wanted it to be just it's about time, but then I threw in the baby to make it more playful. That's kind of how I felt when when I woke up in my life. It's like it's about time, <laughs> right? Oh my yeah. gosh! So speaking of which, like for you, it happened in your forties, right? The yeah the awakening yeah. that you've been through or the beginning of it anyway? And was it a Shazam or was it a slow burn? Like how, how did well, it all I think, come together for you? Well, I think it was, um, it, for me, it was like, it was a slow burn of losing myself mm-hmm. in my own life, like losing myself. I, I was like, I was fading away over the years. Cause I was a, I call myself a recovering people pleaser, but you know, back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I mean, I was hardcore people pleaser. I thought that all of my value came from what I could do for other people. And um, just that I, I looked outside of me for all of my validation. And what did it that was look right like a- in your life? I wonder, like, what was the, what was people pleasing for you? Um, it was, it was saying yes, when I wanted to say no, it was, um, not asking for what I wanted. It was, um, apologizing all the time for things I didn't even, you know, I mean, it was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, that was just like, I, like, I, I was sorry. I was taking up space or something. It was, it was a, an interesting yeah. thing. And, um, I just wanted everyone to like me. I wanted to be this easygoing, fun chick that, you know, and on the inside, I was just dying and I'm sorry. And I couldn't understand why I had this underlying hum of just kind of being angry, a little bit pissed off, you know, mm. just a, just a little angry. And I'm like, what is that? You know, what, you know, cause I, I was on autopilot. Like this is what I had done for decades. And I didn't, you know, cause from the outside, I looked, everything looked good. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I had a, a good looking husband. He made, you know, good money. We had a comfortable life. We had a home in West Los Angeles. You know, we had two kids, we had three cats. It was like, everything's peachy. Um, but I was just not happy. And, you know, and actually I stayed in, in my marriage, you know, a few years longer than I would have, if I was honest with myself, because I told myself, I need to just be thankful for what I have. I mm. don't, I don't need to want more. I, it's not okay for me to want more. Look at how many people have it worse off than me. And, and you know, I'm the most convincing person that I know. And so I talked myself right out of doing what I truly wanted to do for years and stayed and stayed and stayed. 
And at one point I just, I just had had enough and my way of having enough, because I couldn't possibly say what was really upset, upsetting me. So I did a very cowardly thing in my opinion, is I had an affair. I had an affair. And um, I'm just going to say right now that I have ended a number of relationships in the same way. My brother calls me a serial monogamist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like not having the courage or not even knowing how it's almost like uh, being unhappy in the relationship and not, not knowing it and then finding something else to, to move to. And then realizing Oh, why am I doing? Oh, it's because I'm not happy where I am. Oh, it's like so much denial on top of denial. Uh, well, <laughs> and, you, know, no, and you know, for the record, I've forgiven myself for that because I recognize now that mm-hmm. I was just, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't asking for what I wanted. And this other person was able to give me mm-hmm. what I wasn't getting or wasn't able to ask for from my husband. And, you know, and it, and it was, you know, but I'm so thankful that it all happened because I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't blown up my life 15 years ago. Mm. Right. That was the beginning of frankly, the rest of my life, because I was asleep at the wheel up until that moment. That was when I picked up my first, uh, and I still have it here on my desk my first self-help book that I've bought probably 10 times. You uh-huh. can heal your life by Louise. Hey, love that book. And yeah. uh, started reading and started, you know, trying to figure out what am I doing? Because I had this overwhelming feeling when I left my husband, I looked around my life and I was just so like disappointed <laughs> with, you know, how I had just, taken a job just to have a job. Not that I was, it was a horrible job, but it was like, I never really was at my full potential in any area of my life. It was just, I was settling for Mm. what, you know, how many of us do that? I've been there, done it. Yep. Absolutely. Settling, settling, waiting, tolerating, you know, and just, and, and every time I said yes to someone else, I was saying no to myself. And I, I know I faded away a little mm-hmm. bit with every time that I, I wasn't speaking my truth. Every time I wasn't asking for what I wanted. Every time I buckled, every time I buckled, every time I buckled, I was losing trust in myself. And it was just this, this spiral of not good. Wow. So, um, yeah, it was, so you blew up your life. You started looking into how do I, where am I go? Who am I? And where am I going from here? Right. Is that kind of the questions you were asking yourself? It was like, is this all there is? Mm. Right. That was the overarching feeling. It's like, is this all there is? It's a great question. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, can, can I, can I have more, you know, am I allowed to have more? Do I deserve more? You know, all of those things started coming up. And of course, then there's that battle inside, like I had mentioned before, it still was there, but I mean, at least I had broken away. I was on my own and I was able to make decisions just for me, about me, for me. And little by little, I started pulling back 
bits and pieces of my power in my life, you know, not letting other people make decisions for me anymore, you know, deciding what I wanted to do. In fact, in figuring out what I wanted to do for the very first time, like, what do I want? I mean, that was another, that was a, I mean, I struggled with that question. I was like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, how can I be a 40 or 40 year old woman and not know what I want? What the Mm -hmm. hell? I mean, it was just like, and it was, because I never really stopped to ask myself that. I was doing what everybody else wanted, not what I wanted. So it took some, a lot of self, you know, reflection and discovery to figure out what it is I do want. Because so often, and I find this even with my clients, it's like we think of what we want in terms of what we already have, right? It's like not allowing ourselves to expand and dream of something more, you know, it's like, well, this is good enough. I mean, but again, I had four decades of settling for whatever I could get or whatever Mm -hmm. I thought I was worth. But now, you know, I'm I'm reading these books and and every single one of them is like, you know, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I remember throwing a book across the room. I'm like, I don't know what I want. You know, I really don't know what I want. It can be really hard when to figure out when, when you're, when you're in that spiral, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Like I, and, and it goes in cycles for me, I find, do you, do you find that you still kind of sometimes don't know what you want? (laughs) Like two weeks ago. Oh yeah. I mean, because, right. It's like, it's never like I figure it out forever. Uh, Um, you know, I, I, I grew up knowing I wanted to be an actress and I, I, after, you know, I got married too early got divorced, moved to the city, did pursued it and, and all that for 10 years. And, and I mean, that was my dream, right? I did it. And then my values started to change. And then I, you know, it was like in my mid thirties, got married again, had kids. Um, and I was lost for five years because I was done with acting. I was, I, and then five years of what do I want to be when I grow up? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? I don't know. And, you know, I, I, I found my way to photography, thank God. And then even that, like once I went full time with it in my late forties, again, started to go, okay, I love photography. I love what I'm doing, but there's something more. What is that? And I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) Well, and I think that, you know, it's like those, you know, we're, we're meant to, and this is what I've come to learn and understand about myself and about every person is that we are meant to continue to grow and expand and be more. So it's natural for us Mm. to constantly be asking ourselves, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want now? What do I want now? Because it's like, there's always more there's an infinite number of possibilities and potentials for all of us. And we all, all, I just got chills. We just have to just choose something. And then, and and I just did a post on this about, we just have to decide, just decide on something and decide that it's okay. (laughs) Right. And just decide that it's okay to change your mind, decide that you're a decision maker who's okay with changing her mind. And it doesn't, you know, and, and for me, I have to let go of, making it who I am. It's just what I'm thinking and feeling this week. And I think that I know for myself, I, you know, I can get caught up in what will other people think? Mm. 
mm-hmm. if I don't, if I don't keep doing this, you know, cause people are, you know, cause change is hard enough for us to do on our own because we resist it. Right. Cause our subconscious wants to keep us, you know, mm-hmm. safe, don't change. We know everything's good right here. Right. But not only have our own resistance, but we have the resistance of the people around us. They're like, wait, I thought, I thought you were a photographer. Wait, I thought, I thought you were, you know, I thought you were a health coach or I thought you were, you know, and because they get uncomfortable with change. We all get uncomfortable with change, but change is always happening, whether we like it or not. And it's also not only a part of life, but it's a sign of life, you know, and it's like, I, I, I just read something that was so brilliant. It's like, you, you just look at nature, nature changes, nature doesn't question why it's changing. It just changes. It just changes as it needs to, to adapt, to align, to live, to grow, to expand, to be more. It's all it's doing. And if we can just look to nature and go, that's what I need to do. It's like we were talking before we started recording, allowing myself, just releasing that grip I have on trying to control what I think the outcome is going to be. It's like (laughs) that death grip that I can get on what I want the outcome to be. It's like, if I just let go, have a loose plan right? A loose plan and leave some room for the unknown to come in and surprise me with something even more awesome that I could never have imagined. Uh. That is how I want to live my life. And I mean, the more, and, and I'm telling you, it's scary as hell. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's scary because we all want to know, we all want to control, we all want to know what's coming, but it's like, we need to just let it come and you know, just let it come. But it, uh, yeah, but in fact, I've, I found this year in my business, I have had the best year when I, now that I have adopted that letting go. And it just, every time it works out, I just go, oh, oh, I can't, you know, I mean, it's just so crazy that it worked out. I'm like, oh, you know, but it's at the same time, this is another thing I chase after. It makes me feel alive. Mm. Letting myself feel that fear and that excitement around the unknown, it's like, you know, yes. it's like, oh. uh, it's where the juice is. I always say that's the true fountain of youth is, is stepping into something and letting yourself do something new and scary and exciting. And, you know, I mean, it has to be something that draws you, not something that you make yourself do just because that's it's it. scary. Right. But yeah, like to, to let yourself go and, and go, I don't know what I'm doing, but this is fun. I know. I just created a, a meditation around let go of your fear and align with your authentic self. And, and I use this analogy because life is like a river, right? And we're taught to swim upstream because that's just what we're taught. Like, you know, you've got to work hard to make money. You know, I mean, all the things that we're told, you know, when we're young about how life is, I found is really not how life is and it makes my life harder if I follow those things. And so if so many people are swimming upstream and I used to swim upstream and I still swim upstream occasionally when I lose my way, but when I just turn around and recognize that my destination is actually downstream and, and I can just like relax into it and flow with the river it's just so much better, but I have to same- admit, I really have oh. some work to do in that area. I find myself doing the upstream thing a lot. I still do it. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I mean, it's so much about life is how you interpret it as mm-hmm. well. Like, you know, again, is this glass half empty or half full? You know, it's like, is, you know, everything that you try, whether it works or not, it's like, 
you can look at it as, oh, I gained experience or, well, I, I suck at that. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you know, it's just how you look at it. If, you know, and, it, and the, the more that you can look at it from a, you know, uplifting and positive standpoint and just continue to be curious about what could possibly be next. Yeah. Then, and give yourself a gigantic piece of slack. And yeah. Just be like, you know what? So what? So when I'm what? successful, it's because when I'm successful at letting go of it is because I, I, it's that whole idea that you were saying of, of, of it's surrender. It's, it's, it's like just letting go. And that curious thing, it really is uh, like, if you can just look at where you are and just say, Hmm, it's that observing thing, right? It's like, I guess I've, you know, I meditate too. Um, and it's those moments when I can sit and just look at it with grace and curiosity. Yeah. And then it's just a different game. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're always thinking, right? We're always thinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to share this with you because we're, um, I had this, it just happened just this last weekend. And I mentioned earlier too, I, I know the, 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 the negative Nancy comes into my head when I'm feeling tired or run down or whatever. It's so, you know, I took a couple of days off because of the holidays and I was in the bathroom and I heard this, you know, I, can, I was noticing my thoughts. And it's like, my thoughts like, oh, you know, you haven't worked much the last couple of days. You're falling behind, you know, you know how are you going to make your numbers for the next month? And how, you know, what about this? And what about that? You said you're going to do and you're behind on that. And you haven't finished that. And, da, da, da. and then, and then I was like, wait, 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 wait. And I brought in some the positive, it's like, but, but I've planned this time off and I've arranged and I've got an outline of what I'm doing next month. I've got this in place. I've got this in place. I've done all these things. So these are all the good things. And then again, the negative would come back in with more of the, you know, and I try and then I just put my hands on the counter, looked at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, wow. And I just started laughing at myself. I'm like, you got a lot going on in your head, girlfriend right now. <laughs> and I just said, okay, stop change, stop, change. And I walked out of the bathroom and I didn't have any more of those thoughts, but it's like, we just have to raise our awareness around what we're thinking. We can observe our own thoughts. And it's like, that's what we just have to start doing more of just paying attention. Cause when, and it's for me, the gauge is how I'm feeling. I mean, I, I don't know if I uh, put that on my uh, bio sheet, but I call myself a feel good junkie. Cause I go after what makes me feel good. And that has been such a great North star in my life since I left my husband, <laughs> frankly, making that my North star. It takes care of my health, my mental health, my physical health, you know, all, all parts of it. So feeling good. I notice when I'm not feeling good, that's a trigger for me to go, what am I thinking? Right. And you know, I'm doing a ton of reading about this. I mean, really about that paying attention to what makes you feel good and following that and still making room for the feelings that aren't good, just to say, it's okay. You're welcome here to not resist it because I, I, you know, I've recently had an epiphany around that whole phrase. You've probably heard what you resist persists. Yeah. And for so many years, I was like, what does that even mean? What, like, how does that work? How does it work that what you resist persists? Like what? And, and now I'm, I'm getting it that it's like, it's that reticular activating system of your brain keeps looking for evidence 
for whatever it is that you're telling it it's important. And so if you're telling it it's important that this, I don't want this thing, I don't want to be overweight, or I don't like this thing about myself. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And and it's constantly putting it in front of your brain. And then your brain keeps finding the evidence for it. And ta-da, you're keeping around everything that you're trying to resist. You're trying to say, I don't like this and I don't want this anymore. And in the meantime, you're just giving your brain all the cues to say, hang on to it. Yeah. Find more evidence for, for that thing. And it's also how manifestation works, but uh, I I look at that from what I focus on grows, Mm -hmm. right? So whatever I focus on grows and, you know, and and so often I, you know, I talk to people all the time about, you know, focus on what you do want. Yes. Right. It's like, you know, like that's the main reason why I don't watch the news is because it's pretty much everything I don't want. I don't want any of that in the world. I mean, it's hardly ever anything good, right. almost always something bad, you know, and some people say, well, you're just putting your head in the sand. It's like, it, if there's something major that happens, I'll find out about it. I have channels where I can touch and, you know, but I'm not going to sit and watch the news because that's not what I want. I'd rather take my time, my focus, my energy and put it towards what I do want to create because I know I'm powerful. I'm a powerful creator. You're a powerful creator. And if we all shifted our focus from the things we don't want to the things we do want, the news would dry up. (laughs) Nobody would be watching the news if everybody did that, if you think about it, because I don't know anyone who watches the news and goes, yeah, I want more of that. (laughs) But it draws you in. It's like that fascination with the abomination of watching a car accident, you know, or a train wreck. Yes, it's the doom scrolling on your Facebook feed of, uh, uh, and it just spirals you right down into, into feeling awful and negative. Yeah. And I just invite, I invite everyone. It's like, just take a, take a break for, um, 24 hours or 48 hours or a week. Mm-hmm. And just, how do you feel? How, how do you feel? You know, and fill that time with something that you do that brings you joy or that you do want to create more of that lights you up. I mean, if you tell me you don't feel better, you're lying. I mean, I know it because I, you know, that's, that's the answer. But so many of us, just like you say, we can't look away, you know, because they think, oh, well, that's just who I am. It's like, no, that's just what you're thinking and feeling. And you can change that at any time. You just have Mm -hmm. to raise your consciousness. Right. So, you know, I'm a Dr. Joe Dispenza fan. So I'm all about, you know, the thinking and feeling loop. I mean, that's, it's something that drives us and we just have to become aware of that. So so I want to get back to um, you were talking about how when you're when you're feeling better, a lot of it has to do with your exercise. So I know that yeah. that was a big part of your journey. And it, so fill us in on that. Like where where did the exercise and taking care of your body come in to play for you? Well, I mean, I've been athletic, you know, pretty much my whole life. Um, but I think that I kind of went in and out of being, taking good care of my body over the years. You know, when you're in high school, you got to go to gym class. So, you know, and I think most people recognize when you get out of high school and you go into college and you're not exercising all of a sudden you, you know, you gain weight. Right. So, um, I always had kind of a bad body image. I never, you know, I'm almost six feet tall. So I'm five eleven, and I've always thought that I was, you know, I had just a few people tell me you're a big girl. And it's like, Oh, I'm a big girl. You know, that's, you know, that's never a good thing. <laughs> so 
but yeah, so, I mean, for me, when I first uh, left my marriage, you know, I, I didn't have any kind of a meditation practice. I mean, I had a, the busy monkey mind, you know, and the only thing that I found that really made me feel better was exercise, you know, and something strenuous, something that was, um, hard enough that I had to focus on it. And so I couldn't really think of anything else in my life. Um, and that's actually when I got into doing um, something called power yoga. Um, and I've been doing mm -hmm. that ever since, but um, doing power yoga, that's something that, you know, if you're just trying to balance and not fall on your butt, you've got to really focus in on what you're doing. And so that became my form of meditation. And it allowed me to create some much needed space up here for me to be able to make, get some clarity on what I want, right? Cause I couldn't figure out what I wanted. Um, at least some things that I wanted, um, help me get some clarity to be able to do that and start making moves forward in my life. So exercise for me was a massive savior, um, from that standpoint. And I adopted this saying, when I work out, things work out because mm, I like that. Yeah. It's so true. Oh my gosh. It it's like just that, just moving your body. It, it's so powerful. Well, and I, you know, as I said before, it's like, you know, as, as this, you know, chasing after this feeling good, you know, the more that I, I learned, the more that I took care of my body, the, the happier I felt, right. It's like, cause when you feel good, um, you know, if your body feels good, you know, it's almost like your thoughts are better, you know, cause I, I understand, you know, cause whenever I've, I've had an injury or been in pain, it's pretty tough to be positive when you're in pain. I get yeah. it. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm, I, I'm such a, I go after taking care of my body. You know, it's like, like I shared earlier, it's like, I know when I don't eat the right foods and if I drink too much wine and if I don't get enough sleep, I I'm just negative Nancy, but when I eat the right foods, if I, you know, give myself, you know, that's learning what works and doesn't work for your body. That's one of the things that I help women learn. It's like figuring out what works for your body. you got to start paying attention to, cause it's always talking to us. It's telling us everything we need to know. It houses our emotions for Pete's sake. It tells us everything we need to know. So if you can come back to your body and check in with how you're feeling. It'll tell you, what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, how much water to drink, you know, how much sleep to get, you know, everything. And that's been, that's something that I was able to really grab a hold of. And I, and I could understand it. It was something I could touch and feel. It wasn't this flowery out here in the ether thing, but although I've become very woo over the years, I wasn't woo at all, like 15 years ago, like at all, <laughs> I was very much like, mm. so yeah, that, that connection with my body was, was the thread that pulls has continued to pull me through, uh, these last You also find years. that, that, that there's something about doing the, doing something for yourself every day to, mm. to take care of yourself that, that, it's like this buildup of confidence in yourself and trust in yourself that, Hey, I I'm, I'm here for myself. I do this thing for myself because I care about myself and that it it's that there's just a whole connection to myself now that I've started that I've committed, I've committed and I do it and I do it 
literally almost every day. And that commitment has given me confidence and faith in myself that I just didn't have before. I totally agree. And that's the thing. I think that what I'm hearing you say is that you're not caught up in that, you know, I have to burn calories because I think that that's the, the, not the, not the way to look at moving your body. Burning calories is tied into that diet mentality that doesn't work. You have to connect with your body on a deeper level from a loving and acceptance standpoint and Built, like you said, building trust. The thing is, is that you're showing up for yourself every day, every day, you know, and it's not because you're punishing your body because of the food you ate yesterday. It's because it's your way of loving your body. It's because and, I and, know, I know it makes me feel better. Right. I'm it makes like, you feel good. it yeah. does. It's, you know, do I want to get up every morning and you know, it's the starting is the hardest part, really. There are, you know, I'm not saying it comes easy every morning. It's, there's still no. mornings I don't want to move my body, but, um, but I do it anyway, for the most part, 99% of the time. And if I don't, I, I feel it. Yes. Well, you know, and I, I, you know, I have people ask me all the time, how do you get yourself to work out, you know, so much, or I do something every day too. I'm like, well, I don't focus on what I'm going to be doing, whether it's lifting weights or doing yoga or going for a hike or going for a walk or whatever I'm doing it. I focus on how it's going to make me feel when I'm done. Cause I know that I'm going to get that, that feeling like that, you know, and again, building trust in myself, I promise myself that I'm going to take care of my body. And yeah. it's like every time, every time I say, you know, I'm not breaking a promise to myself, I'm showing up and I build trust and you're right. I feel confident as a result. And it's like, and when you feel that it's not only do you feel great on the inside, it shows on the outside. It starts to spill over into the other parts of your life for sure. Right. Every it's time. given me, it's given me like, I'm like, okay, so I can do hard things. I can do that. I can do other hard things. I can do work for my business that I don't feel like doing because I know, you know, it's that it's just, it just all feeds into itself over and over. Okay. So I have, I have to, I have to switch gears here because I want to, okay. I want to make sure that we talk about your bikini contest. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. All right. So I'll, I'll, the way to get into this is that, you know, I, like I, I said, didn't earlier, know, I didn't know an easy segue, Julie, I'm sorry. Uh, it's totally <laughs> fine. Totally fine. It's, you know, it's something that I look back on often. And I'm just like, wow, I did that. You know, I did that. Holy crap. I did that. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was right around when I was 49, going to be 50 years old. And I was, um, feeling old, you know, and I think that society, kind of has this thing, this dark cloud of returning 50, you know, I mean, there's the over the hill birthday cards, mm. the black balloons, you know, mm -hmm. everybody feeds into it. And it's like, you know, I, I just, I, I gotta admit, I got sucked in. Yeah, I got sucked in. And so I started referring to myself as an old lady. And a very good friend of mine called me on it. And she's like, you know, you're calling yourself an old lady, like a lot. And you kind of sound silly, kind of sound stupid. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying that. She's like, yeah, you are. And I know she's a good friend. I'm like, you know, and I started noticing that it was slipping out. And so I edited that out of my conversation, both with other people and with myself. And 
So fast forward a couple of weeks after that, I'm at the, uh, my gym and there's this woman that I had become friends with at the gym, um, Joanne, and she's, you know, she's in pretty good shape, but I hadn't seen her in several months. And she walked by me and I was like, whoa, wow, she's in really good shape. Well, you know, and I was like, Joanne, what are you, what are you doing? What, I want that. What are you doing? <laughs> she's like, well, I'm, I'm training for a bikini competition. And I'm like, what's that? And she's like, you know, and she kind of explained. And so I went home and I Googled it, you know, and it's like, it's kind of like part of bodybuilding and there's different ones, but there's like figure, which is much more muscular, but then there's bikini, which is just very tight cut. And when you stand sideways, you're supposed to look like an X, you know? So uh -huh. it's like shoulders, thighs, but a small waist, whatever. And so I'm, I came back the next day and I saw her again and I was like, so there an age limit to, cause I didn't want to say I was old. I was like, there's an age limit to who can enter. She goes, no, you can enter at any age. And I was like, and then I was like, my heart was just like, cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. and I'm like, oh, this is scary and exciting. Oh, probably something I have to do now. <laughs> like, oh. And so I was, I, so yep. I started, I, so I started working out with her trainer and for four months, I trained with him getting ready for this. And it's not for the light hearted. I mean, it's definitely a process and anybody can do it though. I got to say anybody can do it. I want to say that again, anybody can do this because I think people look at those people that do that and go, oh, I could never do that. Not true. It's, it's, a, it's a diet and it's an exercise routine. It's a process that you go through to change your body. Not necessarily the healthiest process, but for a long, you can't consistently keep not it sustainable, long but something, not sustainable, yeah. but that's the word, gotcha. not sustainable, but, um, but I got myself to the place where I was ready for this competition and I went and I did it and I was in a bikini, the same color as the top I have on. And it was like this big, I mean, it was such, it was such a small bikini and it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Be on a stage under bright lights oh to be God. judged in a bikini. I, I mean, kind of can't was, imagine anything. I, worse, oh, Julie, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, I was, I was shaking. I mean, I, I, I remember it's like, <laughs> I was trying to smile and I was just, I was, I mean, I could feel my cheeks shaking. I was just like, <laughs> you know, but the thing is that I didn't invite anyone. I didn't oh, invite. I totally get that. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, I mean, oh, my yeah. boyfriend was there and my sister and her husband were there. And I think one other friend from the gym and that's it. But I didn't like tell anyone when it was, where it was. They knew I was training for it, but I didn't, I didn't invite anybody. <laughs> like it would be hard enough to do this, but I did it. And I was like, and I'm even sweating just talking about it. Isn't that funny? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I did that. And then I, but I didn't win anything and I'm competitive. So mm -hmm. I, I waited a, a year and stayed in semi good, you know, pretty close to that shape, you know, but not crazy diet and all that stuff. But then the next year, when I was 51, I went back and I did it again at a different location, but I won everything that I entered. I, I even won in a category that had all ages in it. I took wow. first place in, in a category with all ages. So if I could high massive. five you through zoom, I would hear bam. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a huge accomplishment and it was, it was a wonderful experience. And it's something that I, like I said, can look back on, draw strength, courage, and confidence from, and I have never looked at my body the same again, what, because I wonder what did you learn about yourself doing that 
particular thing? I learned a lot of things, actually. I learned, I learned a lot about my body, actually. I learned a lot about what my body is capable of doing, which I think is probably was the most surprising thing about it, that how, like, like how much weight I could lift or how much weight I could press with my legs. Like I was able to press 360 pounds with my legs. Wow. On the leg. I mean, I would have never thought in a million years that was like three times my weight or something or two, two. And I went, I was, I weighed 148 or something like that when I did it. So it was like one and a half times my weight. Right. And I was like, I can't do that. But I, mean, I, I, I was surprised by my, the power and strength of my body, the focus and attention and the follow through itness. I, you know, how I followed through with it. I completed it. I did it. I didn't back out. Um, I built a lot of trust with myself because I just kept showing up again for myself. Mm. Um, just my mental toughness, you know, I, I, I really, I, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I think that it, it taught me, like you said, I can do hard things. I mean, yeah. I can do really hard things. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So many, so many things came out of that, but those are probably the biggest ones. Just, it's just being proud of myself, you know, being proud mm -hmm. of myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love my throat, but it's like being proud of myself. I mean, I don't think that that happens for us much, you know, for us to be proud of ourselves, proud of what we did, proud of that accomplishment. So yeah, yeah it was a, it was a good experience. I'm glad that I did it. And, it, and I know it happened right when I needed that to happen to catapult me to where I am. Now, is that yeah. what that was? That leads me to my next question. Is that experience? Is that what led you to decide to start coaching? Well, that, you know, that it wasn't that particular experience, but that's kind of what my focus of my coaching became was because mm. I see so many women that, that haven't built up trust with themselves because, you know, honestly, to do something like that, you have to prioritize yourself. You have mm -hmm. to put that time and energy and focus and attention on yourself and on your calendar first as a non-negotiable. And then the rest of your life fits around that. And so that's kind of what I, I help teach women do is to make themselves a priority so that they can take the time, the energy and the focus and attention to create what it is they want, whether it's with their body or any other area of their life. And, you know, that's, that's what I became passionate about doing for women is just to help them learn to, that it's okay to prioritize yourself. In fact, it's necessary and it's the way to whatever it is you desire for yourself, because you can't, you can't fix anything that you're not even paying attention to that you're not you know, giving your time and energy to, right? So, and I think a lot of women too struggle with their bodies, especially in midlife and beyond. They're like, well, it's just how my body is. That's just how it is. You know, you gain weight as you get older and it's just mm -hmm. such a sack of crap. Oh, <laughs> terrible. That whole thing that you were talking about, about telling yourself you were getting old. I was doing it in my forties uh, constantly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, I'm having a senior moment. If I couldn't remember something, I mean, just, ugh. And I would, you know what I would say to myself? Oh, the old gray mare ain't what she used to be. How no. seriously, how awful is that? Really? I, would, I know. would I say that to my best friend? Hell no. Why am I saying that to myself? Amen. You know? Yeah. I agree. Ugh. 
terrible. But we have, but the thing is, is that so many people, women in particular, I just, they are, they get sucked into that. They're on autopilot, just like I was, they tell themselves the same things over and over and over. And they just, it's like a self-defeating, you know, everything they say, it's like, cause you know, your voice creates, right. You I mean, you're and your voice is the most powerful voice that you can hear. If you're t- constantly telling yourself, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's like, yeah. just like Henry Ford said, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. I mean, it's so powerful. It's like, okay. You keep telling yourself that, you know, I had a, a, a gal that was just in my, my program, my six month program that she was like, it's hard for me to lose weight. I'm like, you keep telling yourself that, and it's going to keep showing up in your life. <laughs> like, you know, you just got to stop telling yourself the same thing, open up to the possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Oof. So, oh my gosh, I could talk to you all day, Julie. Um, so I'm, I think we've reached a really good point to wrap up and I, I want to know, so how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk to you about coaching or what is it? What's, what are you excited about that's coming up? Well, I'm, ex- I'm excited about how I'm actually shifting um, around, you know, cause I was working specifically around weight release for women. But what I really am passionate about, and I see this as where I'm headed in in the next six to eight months is helping helping women recognize how they can actually access their power. Because it's not so much that we give our power away. We just forget that we have access to it. That's good. So yeah, yeah, so that's kind of where, where I'm headed with that. And I have a Facebook community that is the place where I do a lot of free trainings and, you know, that's just kind of the depository for me for a lot of wonderful goodness that I like to share with the ladies that are in my orbit. (laughs) Um, And it's called the confident women's community. And Mm -hmm. I, I like to do interviews in there. So I'd like to interview you in there. That would Um, be fun. Right. Yeah. So that, and then also I have a six month program called body freedom connection that I run every six months. So it, it uh, will end again in June or July. So that will be starting up again in August of this year. And the last thing is you can just check out my website. There's a lot of goodies on there too. My website is it's about time baby.com. That's also the name of my business. And, uh, just, yeah, that's all, that's all the good stuff. And if you're on a clubhouse, you know, I'm on there. So, <laughs> all right. Oh my gosh. So I need it to find is. more rooms you're in Julie and we can hang out more. That would be Absolutely. fun. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun today. I really enjoyed myself. Amazing. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. I love that Julie calls herself a feel good junkie. I think that's something we should all aspire to to use our feelings to let us know if we're on our best path. Imagine how we would all treat each other if we were all feeling good. If you want to know more about Julie Scott, I'll have that information for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 93. And hey, remember to mark it on your calendar to spend some time with me May 11th to May 13th in the Midlife Uprising Summit. Let's make some waves, ladies. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.